Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Waterworks Ministries podcast. This is the sermon from the Burnham Milroy Charge for August 7th. It is based on 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8-12. through 12. And the title of the sermon is Identity, Frenemies and Non-Retaliation. Now the term frenemy is a combination of friend and enemy. It's when we have people in our lives, according to Google, quote, with whom one is friendly despite a fundamental dislike or rivalry. Like the girl or boy you were friends with in middle school, not because you liked them, but because it was the thing to do and you wanted to be in a certain crowd. I definitely had frenemies in middle school and junior high, and it was not fun. Unfortunately, we can also have those kind of relationships in the church where we don't like someone's attitude, or they do something outside of Sunday worship that we don't think is becoming of a Christian, and all kinds of different examples. Being someone's frenemy is not a good thing. You never know when they're going to stab you in the back or try to get a leg up on you. And that brings us to today's passage from 1 Peter. And this passage is a summary and conclusion of the section of chapter 2, verse 11, through chapter 3, verse 12. We have to remember that this letter was written in a time of intense persecution of Christians. The author was making a point about how they should live in relationship with one another as a Christian community so that they were good examples to each other and the larger community so that they wouldn't bring persecution on themselves. Now this all relates to the Christian household about which the author writes. In the first century, there were very strict codes of conduct for families. The family came first and you did everything in your power to keep the family safe and living well. You didn't go against the matriarch or patriarch of the family and what they said was written in stone. You didn't air your dirty laundry for everyone to see. Yet there was often infighting and distrust among the family, which sometimes overflowed to the community. And when I say family, I mean extended family. You had grandparents, potentially great-grandparents, grandchildren, aunts and uncles, all kinds of different people from the family living under one roof. And so there were a lot of people that could get under your skin. And I think one of the highlights of the family code must have been retaliation. If you hurt my family, we will hurt yours and may be worse than how you hurt ours. It sounds like current gang turf wars or the mafia, doesn't it? So Peter is telling his listeners that our Christian household is based on a different set of values and behaviors. Our Christian household code is based at its core or heart on the example of Jesus Christ and his sacrificial love on the cross. The Christian household must demonstrate sacrificial love to each other and the community at large. Now this was a fairly radical idea for the time, but not necessarily a new one since this this concept was promoted by Jesus himself. Now, the Christian household must be based on non-retaliation, which flows out of a right relationship with Christ and a desire to live in a right manner. We must be Jesus to one another. But unity in Christ does not equal uniformity. Each one of us is created in the image of God and is a unique creation. From the dawn of time, some of us just aren't going to get along. 
but the author is imploring his listeners to put those things to the side so that being unified in Christ becomes more important than our individual desire for retribution or retaliation. Being frenemies in the church just won't work. So what's our alternative? Our alternative is non-retaliation by way of showing hospitality to our enemies. Reverend Nanette Sawyer writes in her book, Hospitality, the Sacred Art, that in order to show hospitality to our enemies, or even people we simply don't like, we need to be open to three things, receptivity, reverence, and generosity. Reverend Sawyer writes about receptivity, that it is our inner state of full awareness which allows us to see ourselves and others accurately. So in other words, if we're not aware of who we really are at our deepest core, then that can lead to significant problems with our attitudes like pride, judgment, condescension, low self-esteem, or laziness that we end up not realizing. So we don't have a state of full awareness. We don't realize who we are and our version of ourselves is clouded. The next item is reverence. And Reverend Sawyer describes reverence as the nature of our attitude towards others and our act of remembering our shared humanity, seeing the divinity or image of God within everyone. So every single person who has ever been conceived has been created in the divine image of God. When we think we're better or lesser than others, and that goes back to receptivity, having an accurate view of ourselves, So when we don't have an accurate view of ourselves and others, we can forget that each one of us is deeply loved by God, regardless of whether we have accepted Jesus Christ or not. That brings us to generosity. Now, in generosity, we carefully and thoughtfully choose our actions towards others, according to Reverend Sawyer. Generosity is how we act out the receptivity and reverence that we are cultivating. We treat people not only as we would like to be treated, but as if the other person was Jesus himself. And so one of the ways that we can cultivate receptivity, reverence, and generosity is through prayer, specifically a prayer developed by Ignatius of Loyola in the 16th century called the Examen. The Examen helps us reflect on our day pick out the good things and celebrate those things, as well as look at the things that we could have done better, and in the process, ask God to enlighten us in ways in which we can be more Christ-like. You can find a detailed outline of how to pray the examine on ignatianspirituality.com. And this prayer can help us with all kinds of different things, but specifically to frenemies in the church, It can help us with receptivity, reverence, and generosity. So to bring us to a close, we need to be self-aware and receptive so that we grow in Christ. We need to revere others because they are created in the likeness of Christ. And we need to be generous in our actions to others to effectively demonstrate the love of Christ. These are the codes of the Christian household. 
are you willing to let Jesus inform and guide your behavior and actions to best represent him in the world? Amen. Have a wonderful day and blessings on your journey.